Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, we're going to be talking about... Talk shoes. Recorded live. So tonight we're going to be talking about adversity. And I know many of you in life have encountered some type of adversity. So we're going to talk tonight. Um, someone wants to know how do we overcome adversity, Bishop. So tell us a little bit about how we overcome an adversity, and then I'll follow up behind you. Okay, sure. Uh, I can tell you that what the Word of God says and what I do in my personal life. And that is, we're going to have trials and tribulations uh, in the world. James chapter 1 says, uh, count it joy when trials and tribulations come your way. For the trial of your faith work is patience, and let patience have her perfect work in you so that you can endure, be complete, wanting nothing. And that completeness, wanting nothing, says who we are in Christ. God has called us to rest. And the trials come. And, and and those trials come from the enemy, and the, the, God allows them in our life. Our purpose and destiny has been aligned, and the Lord knows what we need to be developed in our life. And sometimes he allows us trials to come in our life to help us to develop in our life where, where, to get where we should be. Now, God does not do evil that good may come. He does not send temptations in order that good may come, No. But the enemy is doing what he has a plan against your life to attack your life. And the Lord is so strategically uh, 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 savvy because he sees the beginning from the ending, and he knows what you need to break your flesh. He knows what you need to grow up in him. And, and, that, and there's times he will allow different trials to come in your life. You may have noticed that sometimes once you get out of one thing, you go right into another level. The old folks used to say every level you get a new devil. But the thing about it is that when you're going through, praise God, you know, the Bible says in Philippians, the fourth chapter, gives us the answer. It says, count it all joy, too. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men that the Lord is at hand. And everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. So, we, the joy of the Lord is our strength. The enemy does not want us to have joy because joy gives us power because we're joyful. We're believing God's word. We're standing on his principles. We're walking by faith and not by sight. We're laying aside every weight of the sin that would easily beset us, and we're moving forth in his power and his anointing. But when trials come, the devil sends trials that they, they may stop us. But God takes those trials and uses them strategically and uses them for our good because he sees the beginning from the end. He knows how to take that, what the adversary is trying to do for wickedness and to cause us to grow and develop immaturity in him. Amen. You took the words right out of my mouth. I had the same thing written down, James 1 and 2. My brother counted all joy when we fall into divers temptations, knowing this that the trying of our faith work of patience. But let patience have a perfect work that ye may be perfected, and entired and wanting nothing. You know, the Apostle Paul, you know, expressed about 
you know, adversity. He said we should find glory in our tribulations. And when we're going yeah. through, we're like, okay, God, why am I going through this? Why do I have to go through this? But God is not going to put no more on us than we can bear. When Jesus died on the cross, it allowed, he took the keys from death, hell, and the grave. So there's nothing too hard for God. And God knows everything that we're going through. And it reminds me of Job. Job lost everything that he's had. And he had his kids, his, everything he had materialistically, Job lost it. But Job never cursed God and died. He understand that there was a purpose behind why he had to go through the adversity. I think about, you know, difficulties we experience in this life take us to a whole new meaning. You know, we think we're just going through, but God allows us to go through to hear from him. Some of us don't get on our knees until we start to go through. So God intentionally allows us to go through to get our attention. And God does use adversity to get our attention. Some of us, God deliberately allows it to happen so that we can get on the totem block and we can hear from him. I think about Romans 8 and 28, which says, um, it says, he to shape us so that we reflect the character of Christ, Romans 8 and 28. Pretty much to summarize, it says God is shaping us to reflect the character of Christ. So every time we're going through something, it's to reflect the character of Christ. Um, all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. You know, we've got to get to a point in our life where we're like, you know what, devil, you tried this and you tried that, and yes, um, Faith is a process, but we got to speak and declare things into the atmosphere. we got to understand who we are and whose we are in the spiritual realm to overcome adversity. You know, many of us have been saved for years and years and years, and we're still going, over to, going, on, um, going through the same things. But God is saying on tonight, if you really trust me, when adversity comes, you will be able to rely on my word. Bishop, any other comments on tonight? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, you know, when, when we're going through adversity, when we come out of it, there's always a blessing on the other side. And not only that, there's times in it that you're going through that, 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 you, that, that you are being uh, uh, set up to bless somebody else. Because the Word of God declares that we overcome by our testimony. Praise God. The Word of God says that, that they love not their lives unto death. And they overcame through the blood and the word of their testimony. There's power in testimony. When I testify, I ain't talking about them testifying folks get up in church to tell, to attract attention to themselves and try to make themselves look good. I'm talking about when somebody's telling a story of how God brought them out, how he reached them and delivered them. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And when somebody testifies, it gives strength to other people. So, and, and another thing I want to add here is that when we're in the midst of our trial, when we're in the midst of our trouble, James said, I went further down in that chapter, he said, if anyone like wisdom, let him ask God for who give it to all men liberally, and let him ask in faith and nothing wavering. You see, the just shall live by faith, and that's how we're to overcome our trials. That's how we're to go through our trials. Praise God, because we'll find out right in the middle of the trial, the Lord can bring peace right in the middle of it. He says, my strength is made perfect in weakness. That's why Paul said, I rather glory in my tribulations and in my trials. Oh, glory to God, because the power of Christ will rest upon him. 
Praise God. Somebody said he was the fourth man in the in the fiery furnace with the three Hebrew men, with what they call Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, because he was fire, hotter than the fire that was there, and was able to shield them. When you were right in the middle of the trial, the Lord is there for you. He's your help. The word of God declares that he's a present help in the time of trouble. Oh, he's a right now God. He's a friend that will stick closer to you than a brother. He'll be there with you when you're going through. You don't have to trust yourself. You don't have to lean on yourself. You just trust God. Lean on him. Stand on his word and keep walking by faith. Thank you, uh, Dr. Robinson. Amen. I just want to say, you know, I can take it even personally. You know, cancer didn't take me out. Brain surgery didn't take me out. Too much is given, much is required. And I understand everything that I lost was also the glory of God. And, you know, sometimes adversity comes to get our attention. You know, when adversity comes, we we are forced to face our problems. And, you know, the pressures in life, sometimes the pressures seem like they're too big for us to resolve. That's why we got to handle, hand it over to God and turn it over to God. Amen. We can't continue to preserve our own ventures when God is trying to get our te- attention. Sometimes we have to stop and evaluate our situation. We got to ask God for wisdom. We got to obey God's word, and we just got to simply trust Him. So many times we try to do it on our own. And God is saying, if you would just step back, I got this. He's saying tonight He can't do it because we got our hands in it. So God is saying, sometimes if you would just step back, He said, I'll help you to overcome every adversity in your life. Sometimes we think it's about us. But the adversities that we go through are just to help someone else. You know, the Bible says um, um, there will be a testimony after every trial that we go through. And I always tell people that there will be glory after this because I understand it's not what it looks like. It's not what it seems like. So we got to praise our way. And, you know, I always say praise is my response. One of my techniques is Psalm 34, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. That's how I overcome adversity. I begin to speak and declare and decree into the atmosphere. I'm understanding that it may look one way, but God says even though it looks one way, he says, I got this. And all you need to do is step back and hear what I have to say. And I flip over to Psalms 91. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High. I understand that sometimes all total around you could be going crazy. But in the midst of it, when you understand who your peace is, when you understand when you're in the secret place, and sometimes the secret place says that we're going through a wilderness experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your house went in foreclosure. Your car in repo status. Your bank account is saying that you have zero the doctors have diagnosed you with cancer. Your kids are acting crazy. Your church is acting crazy. But in the very midst of that on tonight, God said to tell you in the midst of adversity, he said, I've got you. I'm holding you in the palm of your hand. So be not weary of well-doing. Uh, Matthew 11, 28 says, Come to me, all you that are labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me and learn from me, for I am meek and lonely in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So whatever you're going through on tonight, all you got to do is come before God's presence and leave it right there. And say, God, it's me. I'm standing in the need of prayer. Not my brother, not my father, God, but it's me, God. I need you, God. This burden is too hard and leave it at the altar. You know, adversity is a classroom. 
classroom in which we can learn more about God. So I'm a teacher, so God showed me, he said, adversity is just like a classroom. When you go into the classroom, you go into the classroom to learn. And God said on tonight, adversity is like a classroom. I have to take you in the classroom of adversity so that you can learn who I am and who I am. And God told me, he said, you know, when you were going through some health things, God reminded me, he said, by my, my stripes, you are healed. And I had to get in my word, and I had to speak it and declare it. Psalm 25 and 1 says, as we come to God with our needs, our inner prayers should also echo these words of the psalmist. Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. You know what? Even when your enemies come to devour you in adversity, on your job or wherever you may be, God says, I'm protecting you. I'm shielding you. He said, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. A thousand may fall at your left and a thousand may fall at your right, but they will not come here to you on tonight. So I encourage you, no matter what it's looking like, remember that God has your back on tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Our next question on tonight, does a verse remind us of our weaknesses? Bishop? Does adversity remind us of our weaknesses? Or do you think that God allows us to go through adversity um, to strengthen us? Does he allow us to go through adversity to strengthen us? Is that the question? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, he does, does God... allow us to go through adversities. That he allows us to go through adversities to strengthen us. And the adversities that come our way, that we got the faith to overcome, that we can decree and declare, that we can walk through a defeat like this, that's no adversity because it comes down. But adversity is, is when something that we that really tries our faith, and then and when it tries our faith, he allows us to get to go through it so that he brings us out of it. But he lets us know that when we go through it, this you know, hey, next time that thing come, you know. I was in a conversation the other day with somebody. We know what it's like to be terminated from a job. We know what it's like to have a car repossessed. We know what it's like. Praise God to have a sick child. We know what it's like to, to, to be threatened with the lights getting cut off. Some things is not adversity. Some people, that would be an adversity. But to some people, that's not an adversity because they've been through it. They've seen God's power. They've seen God's restoration power, God's keeping power, God, God taking care of us. So adversity does allow us to grow. That's the problem. Amen. You know, I think about the Apostle Paul. He knew truly what it meant to live with adversity. And I think about, you know, the scripture in 2 Corinthians 12 and 7, it says, Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities and approaches and necessities and persecutions and a distress Amen. of Christ's sake. For when, yes, I am yes. weak, then I, then am, when I am weak, then he is strong. So that lets me know, mm-hmm. even in my infirmities, they may say I've yes. got cancer and I've got one week to live. But you know what? My approach is going to be, you know, by his stripes I am. God says it's not a man that he shall lie. So whatever the enemy speaks to you, you've got to take the word and you've got to turn the situation around. Amen. And even though sometimes, you know, you may not have money, you may not have food, but you've got to declare and decree. You've got to say, I declare and decree that I am whole. I declare and decree that I'm free. I declare and decree that I'm healed. I declare and decree that I'm changed. Amen. And I declare and declare and decree that there are no more addictions in my life. I declare yes. and decree that I will love at all costs. I will declare and decree that I will love my enemy yes. to overcome this adversity. Yes. The word of God says the greatest gift is love. And when we understand that we have to love people 
sometimes that things happen in our life because of us. It's for God to teach us a lesson. You know, when we fail the test, God takes us through the process again. And some of us are going through the same process, adversity after adversity right, after adversity after adversity. Because we're not listening to God. We're not heeding to God's word. We're not God is, we're not allowing God to order our steps, but we're in our flesh. But we got to kill this flesh daily. When we're in our flesh, Amen. we're not walking after the things of the Spirit. And when we don't right. walk after the things of the Spirit, God allows us to go through things. So everything is not the devil. So tonight, I challenge you to evaluate your life, to evaluate your walk, and to see where God is leading you. Psalms 103 and 13 says, like as a father pities his children, so the Lord pities them that fear him, for he knows of our frame. He knows us that we were created from the dust. So God knew us before we were even from the foundations of the world. God already knew what we were going to do. He already knew what we were going to say. He already knew what we were going to be like. So with that being said, God allows us deliberately to go through some things to change us. You know, I was talking to somebody today. And they were telling me about a response from a family member. And I told the person, I said, it's not how they respond to you, but it's your response. Because when we're talking, we can't respond like the world will respond. The world will say, you know what, it's going down. I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to stab you. I'm going to punch you in your face. But the word of God says that we have to love at all costs. The word of God says the greatest gift is love. So we have to respond with the word and not like man will respond. Amen. So, Bishop, our next question is, does it, um, do you think adversity motivates us to cry out to God? Does adversity um, motivate us to cry out to God? Yes, it does. And, that, and it helps us to know that our extremity is yet God's opportunity. Yes, it, it motivates us to cry out to God because we're looking under him who's the author and the finisher of our faith. He's our God. And he told us to come boldly before the throne of grace in our time of need. He, he said, he used in one parable, he said, if you ask the father for a, a, a loaf of bread, he's not going to give you a scorpion. Praise God. And anybody that asks the father for the Holy Spirit, or anybody that asks the father for those things that, that's been given unto us. And we need to understand some woman of God, is that we've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, meaning it may not be in this realm, but in the other realm, what we were going to need for our journey is already there. All we have to do is bring it down from that place unto us. All we have to do is loose that thing in the earth realm. Praise God, there's kidneys up there. There's brains up there. Because the, based upon the, the tree of life, those things are already in that realm. And what the God says, we've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. So what we need, the enemy can't get to it, and it's there for us. And all we got to do is claim it by faith and walk by faith and believe God's word, and it will manifest in the earth realm. You can birth an organ in the earth realm. You can birth whatever you need. You can birth it in the earth realm. It's over there. It's there. It's ours. Because the Lord knew the trials that were going to come our way. He said those that he had predestined us, praise God, and those he predestined, he's also justified. He knew us from the foundation of the earth. So we have been predestinated to be transformed into the image of of his son. So when we are going through, all we got to do is just trust God. And know that he is a present help in the time of trouble. Know that he will never leave you nor forsake you. He knows that the hairs on your head are numbered. The word of God says that the, the, the lilies of the valley and the birds of the air, they need the soul. But, and, but yet they weep. God takes care of them. 
how much more precious are you to God than they are? So, yes, God knows right where you are. Job, in his greatest disparity, he said he looked for the Lord. He said he looked in the east, he looked in the north, he looked in the west, he looked in the south, and he said he come to a conclusion he couldn't find God. He said his home was in the north, but he couldn't find him. But he came to the conclusion that the Lord knows where I am. And I want everyone listening to this call tonight. The Lord knows right where you are. He knows what's going through. He knows how your heart hurts. He knows the trouble and the, and the strife that's trying to come into your life. But I'm telling you something. My grandmother taught me something in the bathtub as a baby, and she gave me a bath. I didn't understand the meaning of what she said. But she taught me the 23rd song. And when I grew up, I began to understand the meaning of the 23rd song. The Lord is my shepherd. Oh, glory to God. The Lord, he's my shepherd. He keeps me. Oh, Amen. glory to God. He said, yea, though I walk through the valley and the shadow of death, I'm not going to fear any evil because the Lord is with me. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness, not because I'm righteous, but because he's righteous and for his name's sake. And then he leads me by the, in, by the still water. He gives Amen. us peace. God has given us a peace that the world cannot understand. And then he said, now he prepares the table for me, right in the presence of my enemies. Glory to God. He, he don't do it behind, behind their back, but he elevates me. He blesses me. He does it right in, in front of those that talk about me, those that would want to run me down, those that would want to bring strife and problems in, into my life. He blesses me right in their presence. And then he said, he anointed my head with oil the Holy Spirit, and my cup runneth over. I can bless other people because of the trial that I've been through, because he's mashed this grace, because he's broken this flesh, because he's tried this flesh, because he got this flesh where the juices can flow out of it. Amen. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. He said, now this, he says, now, praise God, I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Glory to God. I thank God tonight. Hallelujah. Because, praise God, he, he's got a way prepared. He knoweth the way that I take. He knoweth the course that I take. And praise God, the word of God says, they that are led by the Spirit are given the right to be the sons of God. I'm one of God's sons. I may have trials and tribulations sometimes, but he, the word of God says, Paul said what? He said, I may, I'm not perplexed. That I may go through something, but I, that there is a way out for me. Glory to God. Dr. Brown, glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. You know, I think about, you know, God reminded me. He said there's a palace anointing all your life. And because there's a palace anointing all your life, there's going to be adversity. He reminded me, he said your suffering was really an opportunity for a setup. You know, we get perturbed because we're going through, but God says I'm allowing you to suffer because it was a setup. I allowed the enemy to perturb you because I allowed him to set you up to see what you were made from. You're not going to die in the pit. Amen. God says tonight, you're not going to die in the pit. They left you there in the pit to die, just like they did Jeremiah. They put him in the pit, and they left him there for three days to die. And when they came back, Jeremiah, I imagine, was praising God. But I tell you tonight, you're not going to die in the pit. It may feel uncomfortable right now, but God is protecting you and shielding you from it all. So God is saying, put on a garment of praise. And I say tonight, praise should be your response. Don't lay yeah. it down. Don't give the enemy yeah. no 
no victory, but every time he comes, look at it down and out loud. I'm not going to take it laying down, but praise will be my response. Sometimes we got to praise God through our pain. Amen? And I understand that there's no more drama. Hey, come on, somebody, there's no more drama because I'm not going to take it laying down. And God allows us to go through pain because it's producing fruit in us. And then in order to produce fruit, God has to allow us to go through. God God uh, responds to the cry of his children when they suffer. Amen. Psalms 3 says we are to cry out to God with our voice. I cried out unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of uh, out of my afflictions. So that lets me know every time that I cry out to God, God is hearing my afflictions. And when the devil tells me a lie, when he says you are rejected, I say I am accepted. Like Ephesians 1 and 6 says, when he says, you know what? You did it. Now you're ashamed. Now you're guilty. Yeah, you put yourself in that predicament. I turn around and declare and decree the word. And I says, I am forgiven. It's Ephesians 1 and 7. And Psalms 103 and 30 that says, God God has forgiven me. When I feel like I'm inadequate, when I feel intimidated, when people try to put their foot on me and make me feel less than what I am, and I'm experiencing adversity because I don't know who I am, I got low self-esteem. I look and tell the devil, I says, I am adequate on tonight. And Philippians 1 and 17 says that I am adequate. And when the devil tells me, he says, you know what, you're fearful. Now, I have a fear of going over the bridges. And the Holy Spirit told me, he said, that tomorrow you will drive over a bridge because I have not given you the spirit of fear, but of love and the power of a sound mind. So I am not fearful. And then Second Timothy 1 and 7, and when the devil tells you that you're not smart, you're going to tell him that you're full of wisdom. First Corinthians 1 and 30, I am not in bondage. I'm in bondage. When the devil says you're in bondage, when there's no hope for you, you got to take and tell him, I am free. Second Chronicles 3 and 17. When you feel like you're not loved, when you feel like you're alone, when you feel like you're rejected, apply that word and tell the devil, I am loved. John 5 and 19. When you feel unwanted, when somebody walks up on you and you're like, okay, God, what did I do wrong? Tell the devil I have been adopted by God into his kingdom. I am a king's kid. I am more than a conqueror. I will do great exploits in him. And then apply the word which is found in First John 3, 1. And I came to tell you all tonight, there's nothing too hard for God. We can cry out to God for mercy every day, which is found in Psalms 86 and 30. And the enemy wants us to think that we are less than what we are. But on tonight, God said to let you know from the palace to the from the pit to the palace. And with that said, God is shielding us and is protecting us on tonight. I believe that God has a right now word for his people of encouragement on tonight. I think about Lazarus, the brother of Mary who was sick, and he died, and they were waiting for Jesus to come. And when Jesus came, they said, Jesus, where have you been? Lazarus has already been dead for three days. But in John 11 and 3, it says, Lord, whom you love. Jesus said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God. So everything that we're going through, God said, it's not to kill you, but it's for my glory. It's all for my glory. And so, as soon as says, let this mind be in you, which is in Christ Jesus. So that lets me know i got to put on the mind of Christ. When I don't feel like believing what God said in his word, i got to put on the whole arm of God that I'm able to stand against the darkness of the enemy. And after that, I have yeah. to continue to stand. And sometimes we got to have to silence the enemy. 
to say he yes. has the Lord, does Joe fear God for nothing? Have, if you take the hedge of protection around him, yeah, 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 yeah. Will Joe still bless you? Stretch out your hand and take the hedge of protection away from Job. So sometimes God allows the enemy to come, but in the midst of it, you gotta silence the enemy with your praise. You gotta silence yes. him in the word, and you gotta silence him through fasting, praying, and seeking God, and to and so God can get the glory. So I know this: I'm going through something right now. But I have to silence the enemy with the word. And when I'm silence the enemy, I'm understanding that it's not about me. That's all for the glory of God. In my pain, there's victory. And in your pain, sometimes you've got to suffer. You feel discomfort. Yeah. You're suffering. You feel anxiety. You feel like you're tortured. You feel like you're in trouble. You feel hurt. You, it's a hate that nobody can understand but God. And you're going through adversity. But the devil is a chooser of the brother. And that's what in Revelation 12 and 11, Satan works like a prosecutor and attorney, and he falls, he falls and claim on us. So the devil said, yeah, I've got the claim on them. I'm not going to heal you. I'm not going to let your finances change. He falls and claim on us. But we have the power to do great spirits. The enemy comes to try to trip us up. But that's just tonight when the enemy comes as a prosecuting attorney, with a claim, you've got to declare and decree the word. First Peter 5 and 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a royal line sin whom he may devour. So I encourage you all tonight. It's not about you, but it's all for the glory Praise of God. God. Amen. We've got to use Amen. the weapon. The weapons are a work for another God has not left us powerless to attack for the enemy. Amen. Revelation God has given us power, and they have defeated the accuser, which is Satan, by the blood of the Lamb and the, by the word of our testimony. So that lets me know every time I'm going through, God has given me victory because of the blood of the Lamb and by the word of my testimony. Your testimony will set the captives free. It's not about you, but it's all for the glory of God. So build a faith. Be your faith on tonight and begin to tell you that your testimony. The enemy wants to silence you when you go through adversity, but God says if you're telling your testimony, it's to help somebody else. John 20 and 19 says, There's still Jesus who was dead and is now alive. So when they said Jesus died and he wasn't going to come back, on the third day he arose. So just like Jesus arose, sometimes the enemy may come and get us down. But Jesus had even to go into the hills when the devil tempted him to get himself together. So sometimes we just got to go into our secret place, and we got to trust God. And Amen. we got to believe God on tonight and shout us the devil. Amen. we got to shout and shake and live in victory. The devil knows our story, but God knows our victory. When the devil comes Amen. with allegations, accusations, we got to prophesy to ourselves. We are the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath. And we got yeah. to understand the blood of the land. Behold the Lord of God who takes away the sin of the world. We are covered yeah. in the blood. And because we're covered in the blood, it's nothing that the enemy can do to stop us. There's nothing that the enemy can do to block us. Jesus was nailed to the cross. And then, so that took away our shame and embarrassment. And then, the past has lost its influence. You know, we cannot walk in our past. A lot of you on the call tonight, you're walking in adversity because you're looking at your past. Forgetting those things which were behind us, but we're yes. to the things that are ahead. I will tell you this. My story is my victory. I will tell my story regardless of what anyone thinks of me. Because sometimes when we tell 
or afraid to tell our stories because we're saying, well, they're going to judge me. But somebody needs to hear your story on tonight. Yeah, All you're yeah, saying yeah. is if you would just open your mouth and you would declare yeah. the praise, wherever you're going through, somebody needs to hear it on tonight. So I challenge yeah. you on tonight to begin to declare and decree what God has said that you would be and what you're going to do on tonight. I give the glory and praise on tonight. Amen. And God told me on tonight, he should watch you and tell your dreams too. Because sometimes we go through adversity because we tell the wrong people our dreams and our visions. God said pray and ask who's in your inner circle. Because on tonight, many of people are in your inner circle that should not be on your inner circle. And sometimes because we have the wrong people in our inner circle, they can block our blessings. But guess what? We gotta forgive them anyway. God said tonight to tell you that some of you on this call, you're refusing to forgive. But God says you gotta forgive them and you gotta walk in love. And then you gotta forgive them anyway and walk in love. And then, and I pray on tonight that God gives us the gift of wisdom and knowledge to overcome adversity. And then. Amen. Thank God on tonight Amen. for what he's about to do. I pray that we're able to walk in integrity, that we're able to walk in love, that we're able to walk in forgiveness. Amen. Sometimes you've got to go to the pit to get to the palace. And when I'm in the palace, I understand who I am and who I am. And that's a process because the way that you were last year, you may die last year, but this year there should be a change in your life if you're seeking God. Amen. Amen. Whatever they want to take from me, but they can't take the presence of God from me. And even if I lose everything that I got, they can't take the presence of God from me. Hallelujah. And the presence of God is what keeps me. I didn't die. I didn't die in this. I'm still here. I'm still standing. When they said, okay, you got an 80-20% chance to make it doing the brain surgery, I'm still here. I'm still standing. I'm still praising. Okay, we see a lump on your breast. I'm still here. I'm still standing. I'm still praising. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Calm that rebirth. I'm still here. I'm still praising. I'm still standing. Every week, for nine months, getting those treatments, I'm still here. I'm still standing. Injections in my head. 35 injections every month. But I'm still here. I'm still standing. Every week in the MRI machine for two and a half to three hours. But God gives me the strength. I'm still here, and I'm still standing. And I'm saying all that to say this. Abusive relationships, when they should have killed me, God spared my life. And I'm still here, and I'm still standing. When my family took the back on me, when I called them up and they're not there, I'm still here and I'm still standing. When my Amen. job said, well, you know what, we're letting you go. That's okay because God still got my back. In the midst of the world, I'm still here and I'm still standing. When they put the neck on me, when they said it was no good, when they said, oh, she ain't not going to troublemaker, call somebody. That's because you're still here and you're still standing. The devil can't. Take you out, and in the God's presence, the enemy can't take you out. Even in the pit, I still feel His presence. I may be going through, I may be still feeling adversity. I'm in the pit right now, somebody. But guess what? I still feel the presence of God. I'm in the world of spirits, but I still feel the presence of God. My anointing increases under pressure. We gotta go through, and if we're going through, it increases our anointing. The greater the cost, the greater the anointing. We don't wanna go through, but to get the anointing, we gotta go through. So God told me all tonight. He says your anointing increases under pressure. Good God Almighty, you think you're just going through? But as you're going through, your 
humility is being defined. It's being on the potter's wheel. It's like we're on clay on the potter's wheel, and God is redefining us. I've been dying in this night at rock bottom, even in the pit. I thank God on tonight for everything that I'm going through, everything that I've been through. God is still shielding me, and He's still protecting me, and He's still sharing the grace of God upon my life. And when mm-hmm. time the enemy comes, God says, mm-hmm. This is God. I'm shielding you. I'm protecting you. And know that I've got your back. And it's nothing like a father having his daughter's back. He's standing behind me. When the enemy tries to destroy darts in my back, I see my heavenly father standing behind me. And he's taking the darts for me. And when the dart hits his back, he's pulling them out and says, That's my daughter, and I've got her. And when the darts are hitting me from the left and the right, he's protecting me. And he's shielding me. And he said, Daughter, I've got this. Don't you worry about it because. I've got this. He said, it's not about you, but it's all for my glory. It's all to me. Recognize that every adversity in your life is all for my glory. Hallelujah. God, we thank you all tonight. Amen. Amen. Bishop, you got anything you want to say? Yes, Lord. Listen, I, I hear the word of God says, let the weak say they're strong, no matter where you're at in God. The weapons of your warfare, they're not carnal, but they're mighty in God to pulling down strongholds and everything that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God. You just got to put on the whole armor against God because you're wrestling not against flesh and blood. The demonic spirits are coming at your life. So you got to put on your helmet of salvation. Know who you are in Christ Jesus. Know that you've been saved by the blood of the Lord. Know that grace has been put in your life. Where you come short, God's grace measures up. When you seek God with a pure heart, turn from your wicked ways. Humble yourself. Praise God. Quit doing what you're doing. Don't be double-minded. Humble yourself before God. He will raise you up out of whatever you're going through. You got. You have your thinking right. The devil comes at your mind. He comes at to attack your mind because that's where the battleground is, is in the mind. But she said earlier, let this mind be in you. That's in Christ Jesus. The thought is not robbery to be equal with God, meaning that you're in the God family. You're part of the Lord now, and he's not flat concerning his promises. He watches over his word to perform what he says he's going to do, and he loves you, and he's in you, and all you got to do is stand up by faith in him, praise God, put on the whole armor of God, praise God, learn how to use your sword of the spirit, praise God, learn how to, learn how to use your shield of faith, praise God, learn how to use that word, speak those things that be not as though they are, proclaim those things that God say is. Not what the world say is, not what man say is, but the Lord, what God says is, God says I'm healed. God says I'm delivered. And I decree and declare in my trials, whatever I'm going through, I am delivered because he's with me. Praise God, because he keeps me by his power. All the devils in hell can't pluck me out of his hand. So he holds me up on every side. And I thank God tonight, praise God. I thank God for the word of God from my co-host tonight, because it is so true. Praise God, I hear, having done all to stand, stand therefore, all with your lines girt about with the truth, knowing the truth, huh? knowing, knowing that no weapon formed against you shall prosper, and great is he that's in you, that he that's in the world, that you can trust God, look to the left nor to the right, because God is going to be right where he said he is. There's no variance or shadow of turning in him. He's watching over his word to perform it, that it does not return unto him void. Glory to God. Thank you, Dr. Brothers. Amen. Amen. Thank you for such an awesome word. Thank you for such an awesome word. Thank you for that that word, praise God, that encourages the heart. See, that's what some people need. They need their heart encouraged. 
You need to know, praise God, that your brothers and sisters in the body of Christ have been through something too. Praise God. And God is not flat concerning his promises. Just as he delivered Dr. Brown, and he's delivering me, as he's delivering others around me, he delivered from the spirit of poverty. He broke the spirit of poverty in my life. Praise God. He broke the spirit of gluttony in my life. And I know whatever you're going through, God will break it in, in your life. And he provided healing in my life. He's healing me right now. Even as I speak, I'm being healed. I thank God for his word. Amen. Glory to God, Dr. Broughton. Amen. Adversity reminds me that God is present and that he's holding us accountable. Amen. God is holding us accountable when we're going through adversity. Amen. And when we're going through adversity, that lets me know. I think about in Matthew 9 and 20, just in a woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 long years, she came up and touched the hem of his garment. She said to yeah. him, and God said to him, Woman, thou faith have made thee whole. So that lets me know even in the midst of adversity, in the spiritual realm, I can say, God, I needed you, God, to come and see about me, God. I can be honest with my heavenly Father, and as I'm touching his spirit, the hem of his garment, he's working out for my good. All things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And I understand, and I think about like the man that was on the roof on Mark, Mark 2 and 25. He, had a, he was a paraplegic, and they could not get him to Jesus, so they had to lower him through the roof of the yes, house. Yes, yes. And when they lowered him through the roof of the house, Jesus mm. prayed for him, and he was made whole. And I'll tell you, many of us are paraplegic in the spirit. This means Lord. that we're bipolar, we're depressed, we oppress, but God says, I've given you power to try to punch open. And when we understand that we will no longer be a paraplegic, we will no longer have a schizophrenic spirit, we will no longer be depressed, but we will understand hope is working on our behalf. I'll tell you all tonight, just like these two people that were afflicted, God wants to hear you. Go where you need to go and do what you need to do to be set free. If that means I've got to be at the altar for 10 hours every Sunday, do what you got to do to stay free. If that means cutting people off in the midst of adversity, you got to cut people now. off in the midst of adversity. Yeah. Don't be silenced by the enemy. Don't be ashamed by the enemy, but the Bible says confess your faults one to another. Sometimes we got to confess our faults. Brother, I'm going through this. I need you to touch and agree with me, and I need prayer. Sometimes we just got to say in the midst of adversity, God, send somebody that can cover me, God. Send somebody that can pray for me, and send somebody that can pray with me. Don't be fashioned by fear. You know, a lot of times we say we trust God, but the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. All his ways. I'm saying I trust God, but I'm over here crying. But I say I trust God, and I'm calling my best friend on the phone and saying, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't have my electric money. I don't know what I'm going to do. They said I'm not going to live there six months. So the Bible says a double-minded man is in favor of all his ways. So what we're saying on tonight, when we're walking in adversity, we got to trust God. Somebody said, you're strong. It's nothing but the grace of God. Because I understand i got to speak and declare the word no matter what. It looks like, no matter what it seems like. Many people go to deliverance in him and have no clue how it happened. So you got to ask God to deliver you. You know, not only to heal you, but to be delivered. When you're truly delivered, you're set free. And when you're truly delivered, it doesn't matter what nobody has to say in this season, but you're going to walk it out. And Proverbs 6 
Mm, come on, somebody. When our faith is wavered, God said, yep, I'm allowing you to go through that because I'm testing your faith. Now in this season, we may go through, but the trial of our faith being much, God says, I'm giving you the power to overcome it. Authority, I mean, adversity is a reminder of your pride. God said, when you're going through, all I need you to do is to pray. I exalt you therefore, first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving thanks to be made unto all men for all men in authority. And then First Timothy 2 and 1. And then we've got to pray for those in leadership. We've got to pray for those in authority. When we're starting to go through adversity, and it's against people in high places, it's people on our job, it's people in our town. They're sending you taxes after taxes, and you know they shouldn't be sending you. We've got to pray and we've got to intercede. And then on tonight, adversity is a signal to reevaluate our priorities. God said, mm-hmm, I'm allowing adversity to come. I need you to reevaluate your, your priorities. Amen. Amen. Are you Amen. With me? Are you meditating on my word? Are you really praying like you say? You say you pray. You Jesus. say you pray for others. But God is saying up tonight, what is your real relationship with me? We must, yes, we must yes, evaluate our health. And just like we must readily evaluate our health, we got to readily evaluate our relationship with God. Amen. We say we have a Amen. relationship with God. And I'm not talking about reading our Bible for five minutes. I'm not talking about praying in our cars when we're going to work. But do we have a real relationship with God? Because if we have a real relationship with God, when adversity comes, we'll be able to keep the devil's hide. It is vain for us to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of towels. For so he gives us his beloved sheep. God has given us power. Psalms 127 and 2, God has given me power. And because God has given me power, I understand that I can encourage myself. The worst of the courage yourself and the Lord. And the enemy comes to a robbers of our faith. He comes to rob us of our discouragement. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But you just got to stand up and declare and declare. I know it's never easy. I have scriptures all over my house. I'm going up to sickness. He's battling me in my mind. And I'm going through finances. So what I did, I went in my word. If you come in my house, it look like a sticky mess. I got sticky notepads and a bag from the bedroom all over the place. And when I start going through, I begin to pull in the scriptures on the sticky notepad, and I begin to prophesy to myself. I put my name in the position. I begin to prophesy to myself, and I begin to say, every unless your every word shall be made manifest. For the Elisha of the day, you will declare it. Because the fire will come, but God, Elisha, God will reveal it. And the fire that man tries to work against you, Elisha, God will abide in you. First Corinthians 3 and 13. So sometimes we got to take the scripture and we got to prophesy to ourselves. Bishop, what you got to say? Praise God. I, I, I got to say amen. Glory to God. Amen. Oh, thank God for that awesome word, woman of God. It is so true, praise God. Oh, we, did, we, we got to speak to ourselves. Yes, we got to encourage ourselves. There's times I encourage myself. When the devil's through, anytime the devil's telling you what you're not, it's most of the time it's because of what you are. Praise God. And sometimes, like David, when, he, when, it, when, the, when they had come and took his wife and his children and captive, and the men wanted to stone him, and he prayed to the Lord, do I pursue it or do I not? Sometimes there's times in your life that you do have to encourage yourself. 
oh, God, I have to remember who I am, that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I have to remember that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I have to remember, praise God, that the Lord is more than the whole world is against me. Sometimes I have to just hold on to my faith and remember, praise God, that God is inside of me and that the kingdom of heaven is within and that if I abide in him and his words are abide in me, I can ask anything in his name. And he would do it, praise God. I have to just remember, praise God, that I, I, I'm sold out to him, that I've been translated from the kingdom of darkness, which the word kingdom denotes government and rulership. And I've been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his marvelous light. And praise God, I'm now in him, and there's different rules and different ways things are done here. He says he chose the foolish things to confound the wise, praise God. He says it's better to give than it is to receive, praise God. He's, he's taken the foolishness of the gospel and chosen to save people with. Praise God, I, I thank God right now because he has took, given us his power. And his, because he has done what he's done, he's put this treasure in earthen vessels where he defeated every <laughs> and power with. Praise God. He's put it in us. And I want you to know tonight that I don't care where you are and what state that you're in. God is, God is on the inside of you. He's your hope, praise God. Keep your mind elevated on him, and he'll keep you in perfect peace. Cast your cares on him. He'll take care of you. Set your affections on things above, not on things of the earth. Praise God, and God will bring you through whatever you're going through. Glory to God. Woman Amen. of God, all glory. Hallelujah. And two more points you, I want to touch on tonight. You know, we're going through adversity even. I heard the Spirit of the Lord saying adversity will test your friendship. Yeah, 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 yeah. There are certain people that God has assigned strategically to be a part of your life. But what the enemy does, the enemy strains, comes in and strains the relationship. You know, when hard times come, people want to give up on each other. I call it fair weather friends. Fair weather friends will endure the test of trials and tribulations. All right, now, true say friends, that, say that. True friends will remain to support, comfort, and encourage in the midst of challenges. And I used to be, okay, God, if a lot of people want that in my life in this season, they're saying, okay, all kinds of stuff. But God said, that's okay, because Proverbs 17 and 7 says, and friend love of at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. They may walk out of your life, but the same people that walked out of your life when you were going through the torment, God says, I've got somebody better in your life in this season. He says, sometimes people have to leave out of your life so that you can get the people that I have perfected to be into your life. I think about in First Samuel 18 and 1, it says the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David. And Jonathan loved him as his own. And I think about those two men of God. They were real tight in the spirit. Amen. Amen. Um, Amen. Um, Jonathan, he encouraged and warned and protected David. And in Second Samuel 1 and 26, it says, I am distressed for thee. My brother Jonathan, very pleasant, has been unto me. Thou left to me was wonderful. Amen. So they recognize the love that they have for each other. So I'm telling you all tonight, whether it be a family member, whether it be a friend or a close friend, don't be perturbed. Don't be dismayed when adversity comes to tear up your relationship. Sometimes God allows it to happen because God got bigger and better for you in this season. And the next one that God gave me, adversity invites us to experience the power of God. Adversity comes so that we can experience the power of God. And then, and then troubles reveal that on our own, we can't live in a way that honors God. Let me say that one more time, because I just wrote it down. Troubles, troubles reveal that on our own, we can't live in a way that honors God. God will allow it to happen to us to make us humble. Amen? 
Jesus. So I count it all joy. When I'm going through, yeah. I count it all joy because I'm understanding yeah. that I had to go through. Adversity prepares us to comfort others. Come on, somebody. Like I said before, you think you're going through it ain't about you, but it's about you to comfort somebody else. We've got to take right. the test and make it a testimony. We've got the same pain we're experiencing. I get tired of people. Fifteen years ago, a whole bunch of people been raped. A whole bunch of people been molested. But you've got to take that pain and make it a testimony. Suffering brings right. pain, but it is not an end in itself. The suffering that we went through, it didn't kill us, it made us. Second Corinthians 48 says, we are troubled on every side. You are not distressed, we are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. We are cast down, but not destroyed. Always buried in the body, the dawn of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that lets me know that, you know, we may be forsaken, we may be persecuted, but that's okay because God got your back. And in closing tonight, Philippians 4 and 6 says, Do not be anxious about nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. So, God, tonight we make our request known unto you on tonight, oh God. God, we give you glory, God, and we give you praise. I know the show is running over on tonight, but I'm going to pray. And after I pray, the show is going to be um, at the end tonight. But, Father, we thank you right now tonight for your grace and your mercy, oh, God. God, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice, oh, God. God, that you are known and smoke through these running lines on tonight, oh, God. God, I'm mm-hmm. the hand of the enemy, oh, God. God yes, Lord. Jesus. for your people on tonight, oh, God. God yes, Lord. God, that not like you, oh, God. God yes, Tonight, I'm going to the roof. Whatever the enemy may be, 
pressure. It's built to strike on to know God. And I want you to speak to your people. That the bloodline will line up. I burn up every generation of on this line. In the name of Jesus. I'm going to get this bit of suicide. Vogue on my shake. I'm going to say, pour down from the room tonight. You will not kill yourself. You will not no longer be depressed after tonight. In the name of Jesus. I'm going to get this bit of uncleanness. And this is where the doctor, there's a silent on the ocean. There's a silent that's been assigned to many families. There's a silent you under the sound of my voice on tonight. The enemy has a silent death against your family. But I break the stronghold on tonight. And I speak longevity to your family on tonight. I come against this place of balance, insecurity, rebellion, jealousy, pride, strife, any type of addiction, nicotine demons, alcohol. Medications, any type of food drink that binds you to the pit of hell all tonight. I come against every spirit of lust, lust of the eyes, fantasy, masturbation, homosexuality, adultery, fornication. I come against you tonight. The spirit of incest, I bind you up in the name of Jesus. The spirit of passion, I bind you in the pit of hell. I come against every spirit of possessiveness in the name of Jesus. We bind you to the pit of hell. I come against every spirit of unworthiness and shame and rejection on tonight. Huh? God, I speak holy to your people, oh God. Huh? God, let us not be called, God. Huh? I come against every spirit that will have us to be called, oh God, on tonight, oh God. I come against the spirit of gluttony, God. Huh? I come against the spirit of bondage, backsliding, huh? the loss of salvation, oh God. God, whatever the issue may be, God, I speak life to your people, God. We are the head and not the tail. We are burden, not beneath, God. I break every soul for in the spirit of God. And in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you for the listeners on tonight, God. God, deal with the spirit on this week, God. Give them peace, God. That's a place of all understanding to remove the mind and the spirit, God. I thank you on tonight, God. I glorify you, God, and I shall bless you in advance, God. And we'll be careful to give your name the praise. Glory and honor that's given to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Kudos to you, man of God. Thank you to God with the glory. Thank you for allowing God to use you. And please tune in next week to Destiny Awaits You. And next week, we're going to be talking about breaking curses, breaking generational curses, and breaking curses off of our lives. So see you next week. Same number, same code, same time. See you next Tuesday evening at 9 p.m. Destiny Awaits You. May God bless you. Bless you. Have a good night. Praise God, you've just been a part of Destiny Awaits You. We hope you tune in next week to hear the subject that we're going to be dealing with. Praise God, and God is going to bless your life. May God bless you and smile upon you. I'm Bishop Dr. Gary Howell. God bless you.
Hello, Dr. Alicia.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.